There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I said, you ready for the word? Lift your Bible high. Let's make our confession of faith together. I love you, Harvest. Um, Let's go. Let's say it. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak tonight to us. You already have arrested and taken over this atmosphere. So tonight, I pray three things happen. One, that we wouldn't just hear the word, we do the word. Number two, I pray that everybody in this building and everybody on every digital campus that needs to come to you, that tonight they would make a decision. Everybody say tonight. And number three, I pray that you would make us better as it relates to our love. Your word says that you are love. And so when we get love, what we're really saying is we get you. We understand you. And before we can give love to anybody, we got to receive that love from you. So this final prayer is that nothing block, interfere, or hinder the love that you have for us. Somebody say nothing gets in the way. And we say have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. So guys, on Sunday we started a new series called Love and Blank because love always involves something or someone else. And Sunday's message was called Love and the Lord. Say love and the Lord. Because all love starts with God because God is love according to 1 John 4, 8. Somebody say God is love. Which means if I don't have God, the most I can ever give you is strong like. Let's talk. If you're dealing with people that do not know the Lord, the most they can ever give you, the most they can ever offer you is strong like. Which is why you got to be careful about the people you put in your circle. Because they cannot give what they have not received. So for some of you, you keep getting hurt by people who said they loved you, but they, watch this, they couldn't love you because they didn't have God. They could not give you what it is that they do not have first. Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. He said the second is like it. Watch me. To love your neighbor as yourself. Which means I cannot watch this gift to somebody else what I don't first give to myself. But I can't even give to myself that which I have not yet received from God. And so for some of you, you're struggling to love you. What is it telling you? Something has gotten in between you and God. And this series is designed to get that up out of the way. 
The scripture says in Romans chapter 8, not what can separate us from the love of God, but who can separate us from the love of God. Which means sometimes the issues you have with God have nothing to do with God. They have to do with people. And the issues that you have with people, watch this, jade how you view God. And so in this series, we got to make sure that you see God right so you see you right so you'll treat people right. Somebody shout love in the building. I said shout love in the building. So listen, we examine that God shows his love for us. Watch this. In that he gave his only son, him in a body. See, when the Bible says he gave his only son, it is simply God in a body. He is the theanthropos. That is, to a compound word. Theos, that means deity. And anthropos, that means man. He's the God man. 100% man, 100% God. He's so much God you couldn't believe he was a man. Watch this. Uh, because he walked on water. Let's start. He's so much God, you wouldn't believe that he was a man because he spoke to Lazarus and said, come forth. He's so much God that when the man couldn't see, he made mud pies. And all of a sudden, when the man watched, the man could see. He's so much God that he took two, watch this, a two-piece fish dinner and some hus puppies. And he fed 5,000 plus women and children. He's so much God, watch this, that even when they were trying to kill him as a little boy, he knew how to maneuver and he knew how to get to where he needed to be. There's some of you where stuff's been after you since you've been a child. But God has had his hand on you so that even when it came to try to find you, all of a sudden you had already gotten up out the picture. But while he's so much God, watch this, he's a man too. Because when Lazarus died, the Bible says, and Jesus wept. Only men weep, not God. He's so much a man, watch this, that he calls, watch this, he calls Judas his friend. Let's talk. But he calls Peter the devil. Let's be honest. Because what does he mean? What's a friend? Somebody that helps me. It's amazing that Jesus looked at somebody that betrayed him as a friend. Why? Because he said, what you are meaning for my evil, God is using for my I need some of y'all to stop being mad at people because of how they treated you. And you need to be like Jesus and say, thanks, friend. Why are you calling me friend? Because you just helped me get to my next level. You just helped me get to my next place. You just helped me accomplish what I needed to get done. And he looks at Peter and he calls Peter. And he says to Peter, he says, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Watch this. He says, because Peter, you love me too much. Mm. What do you mean you love me too much? Because, Peter, you don't want me to have to go through what I got to go through to get to where I'm going. And you got to be careful for people in your life who keep bailing you out. Mm. Because if they keep bailing you out of your circumstances, situations, and issues, you're never going to develop in the strength that you need to have. So I need you to be thankful for the people that said no. I need you to be thankful for the people said, figure it out yourself. I need you to be thankful for the jobs that fired you. I need you to be thankful for the people that walked up out of your life. Why? They were allowing you to develop the level of strength that you needed to operate at your next level. So watch. He shows his love for us because he steps in a body and then he pays the price that we should pay. The Bible says the wages of sin is what? Death. So he dies the death we should die. So we can live the life he should have lived. Check that out. He dies the death we should have died. So we can live the life he should have lived. Now, and I need you to catch this. Somebody say, that's love. that's love. So we learned on Sunday, uh, and we went through the case. I built a case for you of how God shows his love for you. His love is agape. It's unconditional. What does that mean? God says, even when you ratchet and dirty and stank a lank, y'all ain't saying nothing, I still want you. 
And why is that, watch this, why is that good to know? Because sometimes you disqualify yourself from God's love because all you're used to is unconditional love. And when all you're used to is unconditional love, when you experience, or conditional love, when you experience unconditional love, you'll think it's too good to be true. See, some of y'all ain't never dealt with people, watch this, who don't want nothing from you. So when you're dealing with somebody, watch this, that don't want nothing from you, you screw it up because you don't understand how to handle agape. Come on. When you're dealing with somebody, watch this, that wants to be your friend, not getting your draws. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You don't know how to handle it because you're so used to people having an emotive and people having an agenda. I feel like preaching tonight. Touch your neighbor, say agape love. God says, I don't need nothing from you. There's nothing you can do for me. There's nothing you can buy for me. There's nothing you can accomplish for me. God says, I want you because I want you. I want you because I look past your faults and I see your needs. I want you because, watch this, despite what you've been through, I still want you. Y'all still here? Somebody say, he loves me. So the question became on Sunday, well, then how do we show our love back to him? Here it is. 1 John 5, 3. Watch this. We learn we show him through obedience. Obedience is God's love language. I'm going to say it again. Obedience is God's love language. Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a book. I've talked on it before about five love languages. One, uh, physical touch. Two, acts of service. Three is my gifts. Four, uh, words of affirmation. Five, quality time. There's a six. It's God's obedience. God says, I want you to do what I say. Say obedience. Obedience. See how quiet the room got even when we say the word? Because we live in a generation that celebrates irreverence. We live in a culture that celebrates irreverence. Y'all ain't said nothing. And so watch this. You got to be careful that you don't take on the spirit of the culture you're sent to change. Y'all ain't saying that right there. Don't take on the spirit of the culture you're sent to change. What a spirit, the mindset, the mentality. Watch this. If you're supposed to be light, that means you got to be in the midst of darkness. But I don't need your light to start flickering because you're around so much darkness. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the light. I'm the light. So watch, for this, the love of God, that we, uh, this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And we learned on Sunday that that refers to his word. We got to pursue his word, then we do his word. And when we mess up, we get up and we keep it moving. And his commandments are not, watch the line, burdensome. In other words, God says, doing what I say shouldn't be a burden. You know what's interesting to me? is how you will make time for everything else. You'll make time for a job and miss church, but God gave you the job. Y'all ain't talking... And, and you are part of a church that's got digital ways, so even if you can't be in the building, you can be on the computer. You can be on your phone. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. It's amazing how much time you'll make for your relationship. Talk about we need to have a date night. Do you even pray night? Y'all ain't saying nothing. You will make time for everything else but God. But I need you to know you sit next to somebody that this year they've decided God is number one. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. Here's what most people do. You chase the addition, which is why you don't have it. Seek ye first the kingdom. That's God's way of doing things. That's what God's wants. Somebody say, give him what he likes. Seek that first. And all these things will be added unto you. But here's what culture says. Culture says, go get these things. And then tell God, thank you. Y'all ever watch an award show? And they get an award for just the most nastiest song. 
that could ever be sung. I want to thank God. Now listen, thank God they're thanking God. But what does that reflect? It reflects a mentality that exists in culture that says, watch this, God is on the back end, not the front end. And God don't ride in the back. Either he's driving or he don't want nothing to do with the car. I wish you touch your neighbor and say, let Jesus take that wheel. Come on, y'all. Touch somebody else and say, let Jesus take that wheel. So God's love language Wednesday is obedience without the extra. What's extra? Hmm. What's extra? I want to do this. What's extra? Running your mouth when you need to be running your feet. That's extra. And some of y'all, watch this. You call it loving God and God says, you don't love me. You hate me. Because everything I ask you to do, you got to do a whole bunch of extra. You run your mouth. You complain. You holler. You scream. But let somebody out there ask you to do anything and you, you run and do it. Let your family that's betrayed you 18 times ask you to do something. You'll run to go do that and God asks you for one thing and get, oh, I got to go do this. God says, you ain't got to do nothing for me, partner. If you don't want to do it, I'll find another. You don't want to praise me, I'll make a rock open up his. Everybody release a praise watch, right there. Watch me. Let me tell you why. Say why, Bishop. I don't want a rock doing for me what I was created to do. Y'all ready? One, two, three, release. I don't want to rock. I don't want to rock doing it for me. I don't want to rock doing it for me. Say yes, Lord. So listen, so listen. So God's love language is obedience without the extra. The excuses. Stuff you wouldn't even tell your boss. God says, I don't want to hear that. See, watch this. If you, if you always, watch me. If you always need a miracle... That means you live from crisis to crisis. And when, watch this. When God is first, you, you, watch this. You'll walk in the blessing. Which means, watch this. Miracles will be sparing, not because he's not doing the supernatural, but because when I look around, I'm so blessed, I didn't need a miracle because I didn't have a crisis. Did you catch that? So his love language is what? Obedience without the extra. But what happens? Here's the question. When God says no. Ooh, it's quiet now. Why does he say no? Because he knows the truth about what we need despite what we want. Sometimes God says no. Modern vernacular, no. And sometimes he says not now. Why? You're not ready. And if I give you what you asked for, the pressure of it will crush you. Because what you asked for weighs more than you've developed the strength to carry and for some of y'all, you need to be glad that God kept you small as long as he kept you. Let's go. You need to be glad that God kept you with the, watch this, at a level to where nobody can see your screw-ups. Let's go. Because if he would have taken you higher, everybody would have saw your business. Some of you need to be grateful that God didn't let you get what you asked for. Because had he given it to you, you would have messed it up and not had an opportunity to bounce back. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for saying no. John 1.17, let's go. John 1.17 says this, for the law was given through Moses, but grace, grace here means loving favor. So that, say, say love, love and truth. And See right there on the screen? What does that mean? God says, I know the reality about you with no illusions. I'm going to say that again. God says, I know the reality of you 
with no illusions. Okay, I'm going to say it a third time, and I need y'all to say something. I know the reality of you with no illusions. What does that mean? God says, this is why I need you to worship me in spirit and truth. He says, what's this? He says, because I already know the deal. So what I need you to do is not let anything come between us, because I already know what you thought before you. I know what you said. I know what you did. I know, watch this. I know what you said under your breath. They didn't hear it, but I heard it. God says, I know the reality about you, and I don't have any illusions about it. Would you touch your neighbor and say, he knows the truth about you? Say, and he still wants you. That's a place to tell him thank you. Why? He knows everything that comes through your mind and not once did he throw you away. He knows everything you've done with your hands and not once did he throw you away. Somebody say, thank you for loving me. So he says, I know the reality of you and I don't have any illusions about you. See, people can have illusions about you because they are infatuated with your potential. And when you get infatuated with the potential of a person, either romantically or, or as a friend or even in family or, or, or what have you, when you get infatuated with their, with their potential, then you see past, watch this, their problems. So what ends up happening, watch me, is that you're looking at everything they could be and ignoring the reality of who they are. So you live in an illusion. What's an illusion? Watch this. An illusion means, watch this, when I look at you, I don't see what it really is. I see what I want it to be. Watch me. But I have no control over what you become. So the illusion is, watch this, I'll play myself believing in your potential and not watching how you produce. Let's talk. God says, I know the truth. He says, so love came by me. And watch this. God says, but I know the truth. And God says, from the truth of you, that's the you I want to change. Can you lay your hands on yourself and say your first name, please? Say, say don't be fake this year. Because if you're fake, watch this. You're going to be trying to have God work on somebody that ain't there. So you're going to be like, why am I not seeing it happen? Well, you sent your character. You didn't send you. You sent your representative. You didn't send you. You sent somebody you were hoping one day you would become. You didn't send you. God says, I need you to tell the truth about where you at, what you think, how you feel, what it is, so I can heal you. God only allows you to reveal something so that he can heal something. So let's look at a story. Let's look at an example of this. Say, he knows the truth about me. Say it again. Say, he knows the real truth about me. Say, with no illusions. So you may be in denial about it. He's not. And he's like, so can we get this together? Because you're in denial about it. I'm, I, I see what it is. I just want to know, do you want it to change? Come here, man with the issue of blood. Or, man with the issue of blood. Come here, man that's been sitting by the pool. But how many years? 38 years. Why? He was in denial. How do you sit in the same place for 38 years in denial? You have an illusion because in your mind, I'll get healed one day. Let's talk. In your mind, I'll fix it one day and I'll deal with that one day. I'll have that conversation. One, I ain't ready right now. I just need some time. That's why you keep running out of it because you won't address it. God keeps throwing it in your face and saying, let's deal with this today because watch this. There's no time to waste in 2020. Woo! I feel like preaching. Lay your hands on yourself. Say no time to waste this year. So anytime God reveals something to me, I need to deal with it now. Because if I deal with it now, it's not going to be a problem tomorrow. 
So let's look, 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. We're going to look at a few verses. We're going to jump around. We're going to jaywalk throughout 1 Samuel 16. And I want to show you an example of this. Say love and know. Love. Say it again. Say love and know. The Lord said to Samuel, who's Samuel? Samuel's the man of God. He's the prophet. God's mouthpiece. Watch this line. This line, I could probably stop here. How long are you going to grieve Saul since I said no to him? <laughs> All right, since you want to be quiet, coming down your road. How long are you going to grieve that relationship? Since I said not just no, but I put another word in front of no. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. How long are you going to grieve who don't want to do right? And you're missing who wants to do right? How long are you going to grieve? What is grief? Grief is our natural response to loss or the perception of loss, which means I didn't actually have to lose it, but I can tell myself I lost it, and so I can begin to grieve. Watch me. Watch me. I can get something good, but go into what's called good grief. It's the paradox of grief, which means, watch this, even though it's good, I lost something else that made me comfortable, and so I look at the good as though it's bad, so I grieve. Get the podcast. So listen. So the Lord said to Samuel, we really finna do this? You are really finna sit up here and waste 20 like you did 19, grieving who I said no to? grieving what I said no to let me tell you one of the greatest freedoms you can ever get once people show you who they are believe them I'm not debating with you about who you are thank you for showing me I got to move on watch what the Lord tells them to do and this is a word for somebody tonight fill your horn with some oil and go uh uh you, you, you missed it you missed it God says, I'm, God says put the tissues away God says, stop talking about it. Stop talking about the situation. God says, if I hear you say one more thing about that, just, just hunt somebody next to you. Hunt him. What's a hunch? Just here. Just hunt somebody next to you and say, don't say nothing else about it. <laughs> say, I think you better let it go. <laughs> Watch. He says, I have rejected your business plan. I have rejected your goals and objectives because you made them and then prayed over them. You didn't pray over them and then make them. So I say no to all of that. How do you know that it's, watch this, it's not God because you can do it. God tells you stuff that it takes God to believe God. Watch. He says, I rejected him from being king over Israel. In other words, he says, I'm done with Saul. I love Saul, but I'm done with him. Ooh, some of you need to catch the revelation of that verse. I love you, but I'm done with you. I love you, but I'm done with you. See, what did he say? Get your oil. If you want prayer on Monday night, what does the oil do? The oil breaks yokes. What's yokes? It's a connection, which means, watch this. What the anointing oil does and what the anointing does, it means I can't change you. I'm just going to change how I deal with you. Come on, Wednesday, let's go. It, it means, watch me. It was, means, listen, I'm not going to try to change. You want to act like that? Act like that. Why you got to act like Listen, act like that all you want to, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. I don't mess with you. You blessed saint of God, I ain't messing with you. 
I don't mess with you. I don't mess with you. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's see. He says, he says, fill your horn with oil. In other words, he says, I need you to get anointed. What did we do last week? <laughs> for three and a half hours. Somebody say, I got oil for the year. Come on, type that online. Say it in the building. Say, I got oil for the year. Watch the command. Go. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Come on. If y'all would get it, we can move. He says, listen, fill your horn with oil and go. How many more meetings you going to have with who ain't going to change? Ooh, to somebody next to you, say, I'm not having another meeting about that. You ain't changing. So it's time for me to. I need everybody in the building and everybody online on the count of three to holler, go. One, two, three. No. I will send you, because here's the question. Here's your faith. Here's where your faith got to kick in. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you where to go. See, some of you are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. If, who's going to call me in the morning? Who's going who's gonna to shoot me good morning text? Who's going to be my friend? Who's going to be my friend? God says, when you let go of who I don't want, I get, you say, say, send to Jesse. Jesse name means gift. Let's go. He says, if you let go of Saul, who I said no to, I'm about to put a gift in your hands. Come on in here, y'all. Touch your neighbor. Say, he said no for a reason. You ought to be glad for the stuff he's already said no to in 2020. He said it for a reason. Listen, I got to move. I'm going to send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. Watch the line. For I have provided for myself a king there. Stop. God don't need a king. So what does God mean? I provided for myself a king. Check this out. God says, what's this? Watch this. I need my will to be greater than your want. Can I get you to say that? Say, Lord, your will is greater than my warrant. God didn't need a king, but he decided, watch this. I'm going to be involved in the decision so that, watch this. Samuel, I want you to want what I want. I want you to want who I want. I want you to want to do what I want you to do. Got it? So he says, I need you to go to Jesse because I've decided there's somebody in Jesse's house that I want. So I said no to that because I want something, watch this. I want to give you a gift. You got it? Y'all getting this? I provided for myself a king amongst his sons. Somebody say a gift is on the way. Y'all ain't said nothing to me Wednesday. Say it again. Say a gift is on the way. But you can't get the gift until you go. Now, for all of you, watch this, because some of you, you, for the runners in the room, you hear this as a cue to run. Stop. It's not a cue to run. It's not. Listen, listen to me. It is not a cue to run. You better hear me. It's not a cue to run. This is about what God says no to. And conflict doesn't necessarily mean no. It means it's time to grow. 
So let me rebuke the spirit of running in the room. No, 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 no. This wasn't a run because watch this. Saul was grieving. Catch the point. Or, or Samuel was grieving. He was grieving. So this wasn't a run because he was in grief. He didn't want to let go, but God says you got to let go. See the difference? See, some of y'all was looking at, oh, yep, that's me. Yep, yep. Just be careful that you're not, watch this, that you're not fueling your run by distorting the text. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Right. He says, I provided for myself a king amongst his sons. We're going to skip around and go down to verse 6. When they came in, so now they're in Jesse's house, uh, and, and Jesse let seven of his sons parade before Samuel, the man of God. He's got the horn of oil. He's got the horn of oil, and he lets seven of his sons parade before the man of God. Only a few of them are named. I'm going to give you all the names of the son, I'm, uh, of the, his sons because I'm about to tell you the stuff that God has said no to. And look at me. I'm going to tell you the stuff that God is about to say no to. And I need you not to take his no as him not loving you. His no is proof that he loves you. When there are certain, watch this, there are certain connections that through the years I would try to have, or there are certain things that I tried to, tried to do or tried to build with certain individuals, either my peers or even those I wanted to pour into. So you've got your peers and then those you pour into. And there were certain connections I wanted to build, and watch this, God would say no. And sometimes, watch this, I would get like, God, what's up? Like, what's this, what's this? And then he said, just stop, watch, because I'm about to show you why I said no. He says, because, watch this, had I let you connect in the way you wanted to connect, what would have happened is it would have been destruction. And you would have been caught up in somebody else's mess because, watch this, you were saying, watch this, you were trying to connect based on potential, not the purpose, nor their, what they produced. So watch this. I was saving you from a distraction. Let's talk. I was saving you from something that would have ended up taking you off course. I need everybody in this building where there were some people you tried to connect with, tried to get close to, that God just said, no, and you were grieving. I need you to open your mouth and release a praise for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Come on. Everybody in this building online, do it. Three. Two. One. Say thank you for no. So let's walk through this word. Watch this. Verse 6. When they came, he looked on Eliab. Eliab is the first son. And thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. In other words, he was like, this is it. Watch me. This is it. This friend is the friend. This man is the man. This woman is the woman. Got it? This business plan is the plan. Watch me. But the Lord said to Samuel, verse 7, don't look on his appearance. So in other words, one of the things God will say no to is what looks good to you. He says, or on the height of his stature. What does that mean? How high you think you can go if you connect to it. Let's be honest. Some of the stuff you want God to say yes to is because you just want a free ride up to the top. Y'all ain't say nothing right now. Some of the stuff and some of the people you try to connect with, watch this, you, if we tell the truth, is you were looking for a ride somewhere. It's quiet in this church right through here. He says, because I have rejected him, I said no. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So what does Eliab's name mean? His name means, y'all ready for this? From God from God to test if you have sight or vision because if you live by sight you're going to look at Eliab and say boom if you live by vision you'll say but what's inside 
Everybody close your eyes. Ain't nobody going to say that for me. Close your eyes. Okay? Okay? All right. See, vision is when you can close your eyes. Now open your eyes. Now you're operating by sight. You see me. Vision is what you saw. Sight is what you see. So watch this. If Eliab is supposed to be king, they already know the type of person that doesn't need to be in that seat. The type of person that doesn't need to be, the Bible says Saul looked like a king. Come on, y'all. The Bible says that Saul, watch this, his stature was great. In other words, he looks just like what God said no to. He's just got a different name. He looks just like what God said no to. He's just in a different body. So some of y'all's tests show up with a new name, new face, but same spirit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Look at verse, <laughs> I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move. Look at verse eight. Then Jesse, here's number two. Then Jesse called Abinadab. Everybody say Abinadab. He called, Ab <laughs> come on, y'all say. <laughs> Billy Grotescraft. Everybody say Abinadab. And made him pass before Samuel. Stop. Let me just help some of my single people. They brought the selection and let him walk in front of the man of God. It's quiet right now. They said, stand up. Go walk in front of Samuel. Because if you can't pass Samuel's test, you can't be in my life. And some of y'all keep making bad decisions. Okay. All right. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. They made him pass, which means if a bean of devil, I ain't finna walk in front of no man. That's a man just like me. He put his pants on just like me. Well, you ain't gonna be king then. Sit. Have several seats. He says, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Somebody say this one. Come on, everybody say this one. So here's Abinadab's. You ready? Abinadab's name means practically for you and I what you think you will get from it. What you think he will give you. That's deep, right? The etymology of Abinadab's name, there's several levels to it, so I just simplified it for you. It means Abinadab, so Eliab looks just like what God said no to. Abinadab makes you think you're going to get something from it. Watch this. Because you felt cheated from Eliab. Y'all ain't saying nothing. All right. Let's move. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Verse 9. Then Jesse made Shema pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Say, God said no. Now it's about to get real. Because Shema's name means loss. God says, I'm saying no, because if this person sits in that seat, you're about to suffer loss. If this person is your BFF, you're about to experience loss. If this job is the one you get, you're going to experience loss. Y'all ain't saying, if I let you start this business, you're going to experience loss. I need you to thank God that he said no to some loss. Let's move. He says, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Verse 10, and Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. So let me give you the names of the last few. They're not in the Bible, but I got them for you because I wanted you to see you what God said there's no to. You ready? Here's the next name, Shemaiah. Shemaiah, S-H-I-M-E-A-H. It's not on the screen because it's not in the Bible. 
Let's take some research. Ready? Y'all ready? Here's Shemaiah's name, punishment. God says, if I let them come in your life, if I let them come, it's because I'm punishing you. And since that's not what 2020 is about, come on, I'm saving you from something that would punish you. See, some of y'all be I just feel so bad myself. You better thank God because he kept you away from a Shemaiah. He kept you away from somebody that would have been punishment, somebody that would have been detrimental to you. And because you looked on the outside, but God looked on the inside, you couldn't see that there was punishment in there. Say, God said no. Here's the real question. What if Shemaiah is your blood? All right, let's move. Um, here's the next name. Nathaniel. 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 Okay. For my note takers, Nathan W-E-L. <laughs> Nathan W-E-L. My note takers, like, I don't. Uh, is that an I right there? I got you. You ready? Here's what his name means. The Noah's a gift. Nathaniel means the Noah is a gift. He says, me saying Noah's a gift to you. That's deep. Because he's told Samuel, I'm sending you to Jesse's house, whose means gift, to give you a gift. The gift was the no. The gift was shutting down what you worked on. Because I want to see, do you love me? Even if I tell you. Right, let's move. Here's, here's the next son. Radii. I said it's southern for you. Because <laughs> it's radii. It's R-A-D-D-A-I. You know, southern folk, we add a few words in there. It's like... Uh, you know, I could tell, <laughs> not just Southern folks, just some people. So, like, the word is pastoral, but depending on where you're from, people say pastoral. That's, that's not a word. I'm just uh, going for my pastoral degree. Baby, that's not a degree. Pastoral is the word. So, I added some of that. You ready? Y'all ready for this one? You ready for what this name means? Beat you down. I said no to him because that was going to beat you down. I like the second nuance of the definition because it doesn't just mean to be beat down. It means to go down, which means if this is given a yes, you begin to decrease. And God knew if that friend would have stuck around, you wouldn't be in church. Come on, y'all. God knew that if that thing would have happened, you wouldn't be praising and worshiping the way that you are now. And I need you to tell God, thank you. Everybody in the building on the count of three, tell God, thank you. One, two, three. Thank you. You kept me from going down, getting beat down and all around. Y'all ready for the last son? Ozem. O-Z-E-M. Got it? You ready? Now, this one, I like this one. You ready? His name means impatience. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how we act while we wait. A lot of people say, I'm patient. Your tone just told me you're not. 
I am very patient. You're very impatient. Your tone just told on you. How do you know you're, watch this. Y'all ready for this? Come on, y'all, we're about to close this thing. Y'all ready? How do you know you're impatient? Because you dropped your standard. How do you know you're impatient? You dropped your values. How do you know you're impatient? You negotiate. How do you know you're impatient? You compromise. That's how you know you're impatient. And God says 2020 is not a year where we finna drop them things. <laughs> 2020 is a year where you're going to be like a transformer. You're going to build that thing up. Somebody say, I'm not negotiating on my non-negotiables. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So look, can I give you a real practical example? And then I'm getting ready to close. That's too high. And I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Listen. So, 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 watch, 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 watch. Um, let me give you a practical example. We're going to give you this job, but you got to work Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay? So, listen, I have re uh, religious obligations. Y'all give it to the Muslims. Y'all give it to the Jews. I have religious obligations that, I, you know, I'm just, I ain't going to be able to do that. All right? All right? All right? Okay, well, well, wa watch me. This is real talk for some of y'all. Well, listen, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it and thank God for you, uh, but God is first in my life. Now watch this. Now watch me. Now here's the challenge because God says, do you love me? Or do you think the only way I can provide for you is through one door? The Bible said, I open that no man can shut. Which means sometimes I'm testing just to see if you love me. Even if I say no. Somebody in this section, don't run after Judas. I don't know who this is. Don't run after Judas. You in this section, don't run after Judas. Y'all here? And Judas for you as a woman. Let's move. I feel loose tonight. Something they gave me at Lolo's yesterday. I feel loose tonight. Listen. God will say no. And how many knows, here, guys, here it is, guys, we're done. How many knows did he get? Seven. He's a man of God and got seven knows. And if we're really honest, not seven knows, because the first no was Saul. So he got eight knows. Eight knows. Someone say eight knows. That's a lot of knows. That's a whole lot of knows. For some people, you get one no. And you shut everybody off for two weeks. Ooh, y'all please. Somebody lay your hands on yourself say the no ain't a bad thing. Say it's a good thing. Let's finish this word. So it goes. He says, and Samuel said to Jesse, verse 10, the Lord has not chosen these. The answer is no. So watch this. Here's where you see his heart. Because the Bible says, watch this, in Mark 12, 30, you shall love the Lord your God. Let's go to Mark 12, 30 real quick. You shall love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart. That means your will. We learned on Sunday. Your what? Soul. That's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. The separation I taught you on Sunday is to be very specific. 
Got it? And with all your mind, mind there means your, uh, it means your intellect, your knowledge, what you know. And then finally, your strength, your ability. So watch this. Here's the test. The test is not only for Samuel. The test is for Jesse. Watch me. And the test is for the, watch this, the ones that were told no. Because do y'all want my glory or your glory? Uh Uh-uh, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Watch this. Here's the real test. Do you want the good for the organization or for you? Do you want the good for your family or for you? Y'all ain't saying. Do you want God to get the glory or do you want to feel important? And I need you to know you sit next to somebody that says God is going to get the glory out of my life. Come on, y'all. Let's close this thing together. Somebody say, God, get your glory out of my life. So here's the test because I just got seven no's. And if you're technical eight, I just got seven no's. No after no after no after no after no after no after no. So here's the test of my heart because it, it would have been easy to say, well, let me just go back. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Let me go back to one of these no's. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Let me go back to one of these no's and just see if God changes mind. So your neighbor said, he said what he said the first time. So check it out. Here's the test of the heart. Here's the test of the heart. So do I go back to try to get a yes where there's a no? Because watch this. We could even argue, well, wouldn't that be faith? Because the Bible says, knock and the door shall be open. What does that mean? Keep knocking until it's open. So watch this. I get confused. Watch this. His no with an opportunity to walk in faith. So I got to make sure, watch this, that I am in the word 24-7 all day so that I don't confuse myself into thinking that going back to a no is an opportunity for me to use faith to turn it into a yes. That's too deep for y'all tonight, I see. Because somebody might look at that and say, you know what, no, you know what, you know what, I ain't, I ain't, no, you know what, no, I know they are lied, cheating, and steal, but you know what, I don't want to give up on nobody. I'm just going to, we're going to go to lunch. This is what we're doing. Let me close this thing. This is where God says, do I have all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Because if I do, what you do next reveals it. So watch what he says. Watch what he, thank you. Watch what he says. Let's go back to 1 Samuel 16, and let's look at verse 11. Say love and know. Come on, don't y'all get quiet now. Say love and know. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. What's the next part of the verse? Then Samuel said to Jesse, uh, are all your sons here? Now, he already told them, I'm coming to the house about 430 because I don't eat after six. <laughs> so I need you to have it ready. Because, um, have your sons ready, because, because, you know, we're about to offer sacrifice to the Lord. Um, God's about to pick a king. And watch what he says. All your sons here, I need you to open your mouth real big with this one. You ready? You ready? Say, if God has my heart, there's a yes somewhere. I need you to get that. 
I don't care if you got seven no's, there's a yes somewhere. Come here. I don't know if they denied you seven times for a house, there's a yes somewhere. I don't care if you got denied for the loan seven times, there's a yes somewhere. I don't care if you've had to go through friends like changes of clothes, there's a good one somewhere. I don't care if you've had to go through bad relationships, y'all ain't saying nothing to me, there's a yes somewhere. And he said, ah, he said, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he's keeping the sheep. Watch me. In other words, watch this. God preserved this yes so you could go through the rest. Because when you get your yes, it's going to make you appreciate it. Let's talk. When you get your yes, you're going to say, listen, I've been waiting on this. I ain't finna mess this up. I've been waiting on this. I prayed for this. I fasted for this. I gave for this. Somebody said, I'm not messing up my yes. So listen, he says, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he's keeping the sheep. There's a yes, it's just not them. I need you to catch that. There's a yes, it's just not them. Bishop, how I know it is not them? They gone. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him. Listen to me. Please catch the next verse. You ready? Send for him. Listen. Send for him. And get him. I won't sit down until he comes here. What does sit down mean? I won't settle. I won't settle until he's in here because there's a yes somewhere and I don't have to settle because culture says hurry up I don't have to settle because Denver says you should be satisfied I don't have to settle lay your hands on yourself so you do not have to settle listen we will not settle until he comes here I need you to do this prophetically say come here what are you doing? You're calling in your Davids. You're calling in your yeses. Come here. You're calling in your favor. You're calling in your opportunity. You're calling in the right people sitting in the circle around you. You're calling in some people you ain't going to have to teach. They're going to come prepared. Come on. You're calling in some people that want to see you win. You're calling in some people that want to see you prosper. You're, I need you to move your hand like I said it. Move your hand and say, I call in my yes. Say, I call in my yes. So listen, 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 listen. Verse 12. And he sent and brought him in. He was ready. Had beautiful eyes. He's handsome. And the Lord said, get up. Anoint him. Yes. Get up. Yes. Get up. Come on, Wednesday. Yes. Let's go. Come on here. Get up. Yes. Can I get you to say it? Everybody say it. Get up. Y'all type it on, online. Yes. Look at somebody. Tell them. Get up. Tell them yes. Look at somebody else. Tell them. Say, get up. Say yes. Say, get up. Say yes. 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 Get up. Watch. Everybody standing.
Everybody in the building stand. If you're online, you stand if you ain't driving. <laughs> you ought to go on and sing it, y'all. Listen, he says, arise, anoint him, for this is he. He said, Bishop, what does this have to do with love? Would Samuel stop because of no? If you were to go to the next verse, I didn't give you the next verse, but just go to it for me. Samuel took the oil and anointed him in the midst of no's. In other words, God passed over some people. Release this over your life. Say, I'm next. And he anointed him in the midst of no's. And the spirit of the Lord rushed, we said this last week, on David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Samuel kept moving. David gets anointed. David 16. It will take him 14 years to get to the throne. But he's anointed for it. Because he got a yes. He's got a. He's got a. He's got a. But he had to go through some no's. So it was a test of Samuel's heart test of Jesse's heart because he had to watch his sons be told no. So you know parents. Most parents are going to try to advocate for their kid. Well, now just wait a minute now. Now just wait a minute now. The boy's good. Now he got good records. He got, he got, he got. Especially you mamas. You mamas, your kid could be just the devil. And you're going to say, but they just going through something right now. Don't give up on them now. Your kids aren't the devil. They're mighty men and women of valor. All right? Here's the deal. But whose also was it a test of? Y'all ready for this? Touch your neighbor and say, here's the bomb. Here's the bomb. It was a test of David's heart. Because he watched his brothers in the house with Samuel. Which means, y'all ready for the twist? This is where the movie twists. He thought he was a no. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all thought. But God says, keep your heart right. Keep your heart right. Keep your heart right. Love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Keep your heart right. Don't get bitter, brother. Don't get, don't get, don't, don't get snappy, sister. Y'all ain't said nothing. Keep your heart right. I'm so glad you kept your heart right. Why? Because it may have been a no in 19. It may have been a no in January, but I came to tell somebody tonight, here's the twist in your story. What was a no, God's about to make it up.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. 
Do more with Viator.